Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Listeners, times are hard and they're going to get harder. We've been making the saga of the European King since 2012 and we plan to continue until the day that we're all killed in a climate disaster. To keep us going until that day, we now have a Kofi. So if you're enjoying the show and if you're willing and able, you can buy us a hot beverage or an oven pizza on ko-fi.com slash redbuttonaudio. So here's another chapter in the saga of the European King, an audio drama that reenacts that most exciting adventure of the medieval epoch, the time that the King of Europe went out with all of his friends on a quest to murder Winter. I'm Tom McNally, a real medieval historian. The events that follow are performed by Joshua Crisp, Amy Sutton, myself and Ben Edwards, with a special guest star this time of Peter Marinka. Let's go. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 34. The Nemesis of Neglect names you. After a thirsty morning of slaughter, the King of Europe took Gogo Gorilla, St. Francis and Baal Haddad on a walk through the streets of Washington, D.C. The city was swamped with listless young men who roamed the streets in gangs. The king smacked them about with sticks and then bought everyone coffee and expensive sushi to boost their skills. Before they went back to face the congressman and their technodrome, they ended off their break time with a few sessions in the local sauna. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, this is definitely going to max out our willpower. Mmm, my springs are unwound. Yeah, you've all been doing great work so far. St. Francis, uh, that, that thing with the, with the satchel full of animals. That was excellent. And, mm. and Baal, Baal, I love the lightning. Oh, you know, all in a day's work. You know, thinking back, I, I don't think I had to tear that man's head off at all. I, I actually think the lightning was enough by itself. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think the head coming off was an important element. <laughs> Where were the two of you when I was fighting for my life in Atlantis? You'd have been cutting down minotaurs left, right, and center. I was living peacefully in the Malden Wood Zone, forgotten by the world outside. And I was in the Havre, telling people that they could only cross the channel if they fought me, and then they did fight me, and they beat me, and then they crossed. <sighs> Frankie. That sounded like a good review from the boss. Right. Now might be my chance to ask for a raise. Wait, is he paying you? I think so, and he could be paying me more. But why? What would you even spend the money on? Maybe decadent foods, like fudge and hard candies. Those will just sit inside you and rot. Oh, what's all this whispering in the sauna? Bar saw a candy store in town, and now he wants a raise. Go, go. I'm sorry for squealing. It's a force of habit. Fine, fine. Riches untold. Yes. And, uh, St. Francis. What? Uh, I'm sorry I was unkind to you. I think I'm just stressed out because of the position I'm at in my personal journey. 
You're, you're very resourceful and, and you're good at killing. Would you like to be on the payroll? No. Are you sure? You, you could have all the fudge you wanted. No. Nothing? I've had enough of the sauna. I'll meet you back by the Technodrome. They toweled off and went back outside. The congressmen were waiting patiently for them, back by the reflecting pool with their technodrome. Energised by the stroll around town, the king's team went through them with few complications and smashed up their technodrome. Is it time to fight the president now? Yeah, 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 we're getting to it, okay? These, these things have a structure, Francis, okay? Oh, a structure, yeah? And does it just so happen that you or your dad or someone who lives in your house made up this structure? Look, we can't just all live our lives out in the woods without any direction, drinking out of puddles, Francis. I like a good puddle. You get down close to the ground. It's quiet. You look around, check the trees, check the undergrowth. You laugh at the water as silently as you can. You taste. Who else has been at the puddle? Uh, what have they been eating? Where did they go? Very soothing. Puts you in a certain place. Uh, you know, you are very stressed out. I am conquering a country by fighting every single person in its government. Well, ergo, if you didn't do that sort of thing, you wouldn't be stressed. We could go right now. No one's stopping us. The world is endless and any place can be your home. Yeah, but if I didn't conquer the country, then all of Europe would fall into darkness and anarchy. And that would be more stressful, wouldn't it? Hmm. That's a tenuous construct. I wouldn't let it lead you by the nose if I were you. Look, you're not going anywhere. You work for me. I don't really. I'm canonised. I'm off the grid. Baal's the one who works for you. Even though he could crush you. Your Highness, you have to keep Francis engaged or else he won't cooperate. <sighs> oh, look, 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 enough! There's nothing else to stand in our way. We're gonna go to the White Roost right now, okay? Well, nothing except for the King's ex-wife. When they marched on to the White Roost, there she stood, in the Rose Garden, the Secretary of Defense. What are you doing? <laughs> This isn't going to stop anything. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish other than kicking over my sandcastles. I'll at least have the balls to talk to me, you child. Go-Go, can you talk some sense into him? What is he doing here? Well, it's a long story, ma'am, but uh, we're here to see the president. Is that Ball? I'm Ball. Where'd he dig you up? Do I have to answer that? Are you still the queen? Are you a cop? I don't know these things. Nobody tells me anything. You don't have to say anything, Bar. Why have you got a saint with you? Short answer, ma'am. We've had ourselves a keeper. You know how this works better than anyone. The king got an idea in his head, and now we're all along for the bumpy ride. He's brought Baal to kill the president. 
Me? I'm Bob? Well, you're too late. The president doesn't have any real power left. People like Smith took most of it away years ago, and what remained he's given to me. My fleet's already set sail. You can't strong-arm anyone into bringing them back. Wait, what? What fleet? What? What are you doing with a fleet? The Navy? I lost my Irish army, so I came here and found a new one. I've tasked three aircraft carriers and their cruiser escorts to sail back to Europe and get the kids. The kids? Yes. Remember them? The kids you neglect and abuse. I'm taking custody of them, remember? Go, go, Gorilla, did you know she was up to this? I've been jumping around like a jackass all day. No time to do any sleuthing, Your Highness. Bow, Bow, did you know? I don't... No, I don't think so. Nobody tells me anything. Did I know Francis? No, I don't have to say anything. Honey! No, I'm gonna stop you right there. No, 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 this, this is important. You forgot about them. Uh, uh, you forgot about me. No, 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 listen! And I'm leaving. I have enough men and hardware to liberate Europe outright. You can have the United States. It's big and empty, and there's no one here who has to depend on you. I'm going home to pick up the pieces you left. Get out of my way. Oh, sorry. It was good to see you again, Erica. Wait! Wait! Our son is dead! He died at sea! He was eaten by a gigantic dugong! Don't walk away. Don't! She doesn't even care. You all saw it. She's the neglectful one. Your, your Highness, we're, we're losing focus here. You gotta remember what we're here for. No, 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 we're not doing the president anymore. What? She's invading Europe, apparently, and she's got a lot of fleets, and and we've got to stop her. Oh, come on. Hang on, can't we just, oh, I don't know, stop the fleet after we've done the president? I, I could do a storm. You really liked my storms before, and you said I'm good at them. Listen, Your Highness. There's only legroom enough in your hearts for one dame to sit comfortably. And that dame is Europe. Okay, okay, all right, dames! Let's finish what we started. Let's go kill the President of the United States of America. Oh, oh thank goodness, the right. tension. Let's do it, Francis. Forward! The President of the United States of America waited in his lair amidst the straw and leaves and bones he'd gathered there. His staff had either died defending him or had deserted him outright. His heart had broken when the Secretary of Defense had walked out on him, taking with her a big piece of the country's military might. In the end, all of his schemes had come to this. The President of the United States of America. God damn it, you wanna fight? I'm gonna kick the hell out of ya! The president rose up to his full height and hit the king with such a blow that the roof of the white roof shattered and the king was knocked clear out onto the lawn outside. Now, I don't think we mentioned this before, but the president of the United States of America was 75 meters long and also a dragon. You know, he'd been elected president because he was so long, and he was so very difficult to kill, even if you had the strength of the bear. 
Once the king landed on the lawn, he had that touching reunion with his friends and son, who, you know, as it turned out, was not dead. And he got sort of carried away with all that until the president of the United States of America rejoined the fight by landing on them all. Okay, we're caught up. The king has some powers, Sophia Calera's in town, and the ex-queen's all upset about her dumb kids. I think the rest of this fight's going to go just fine. I'll see you there. And that's the end of chapter 34. The Saga of the European King was performed by Joshua Crisp, Amy Sutton, Ben Edwards and Tom McNally with a special appearance this episode by Peter Marinka. It was written and edited by Tom McNally and produced by Red Button Audio. Nikolai Roos composed the theme tune and musical stings. The narration music was generated by Computoza. Sound effects not made by us were provided by the freesound.org community. If you're enjoying the show, please drop us a review and rating on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, wherever it was you found us. You can get in touch by mailing king at redbuttonaudio.org or by following us on Twitter at redbaudio. If you'd like to support the show with your hard-earned money, we now have a Ko-fi on ko-fi.com slash redbuttonaudio. Now go and enjoy all the things that humans like doing. Talking... Singing, playing, grooming your conspecifics, riding a bicycle. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Mm-hmm.